On this episode of Music Matters, it's a pleasure to speak with our special guests, David Segal and Joe Hardy from Can Do Musos. Hi, guys. I have Joe and David here from CanDoMusos.com, a great organization. And uh, how are you guys doing today? Oh, fantastic. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so we met up in Vegas, I guess now almost two weeks ago, had some great pizza. And we were talking <laughs> about your group. Um, yeah. And I've, I've known David, of course, now for a number of years. I don't know, how many years, David? Maybe five or six years? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, five years now. Yeah, it's been a, been a while. Um, yeah, yeah. And we might have first, I don't remember if we met online or if we met at NAM. I'm not exactly, I don't remember exactly. Yeah, I, I think it was first online on Facebook and then, oh, okay. on, then at NAM. <laughs> right, okay, yeah. I know, it, it's my memory fades. <laughs> Especially the NAM memory. It, it seems like right, it's, been, right. it's been a long time now. Right, right, right. Um, so tell me about, uh, well, actually, I want to mention too, because Joe and you, also both uh, appeared in some really well-known NAM videos. And Joe, you were in the video with the big band with um, the uh, musicians who had different physical challenges. And that was a very popular video. I know it was actually a viral video. Um, yeah. So t tell me about uh, the group, first of all, and also your, your um, connection with NAM. Well, that video was shot in, let's see, I think, I believe it was three years ago. And it was um, myself, and I, th I believe Mark Goffney was playing guitar. He's he unfortunately he's uh, passed away since that, but right. he is a uh, guitar player that plays guitar with his feet. Uh, he's from San Diego, and he was in a uh, band called Big Toe, and uh, so he was playing guitar. And I think it was a couple of the guys from the Mendenhall Experiment. Right. Uh, a guy named Mario was singing, and um, I'm trying to think, and maybe David and, and maybe Dean Zimmer were playing drums, if I remember correct. And basically, it was just a, a, a group of guys we put together to, to just play, a, you know, play some songs during the NAM during the NAM convention. Right. And that, I mean, that video actually was very, very popular, and they had the promo video and stuff that they did with that. Um, and Tell me about you guys individually. Um, David, how did you, because you guys are both drummers, I should say, and a lot, and a lot of members of your group are drummers, um, but, not, but not exclusively. David, tell me how you got started drumming. Well, I got started in, in junior high school. Um, uh, the, the band was playing for one of the classes, and I thought it was just, it was just so cool. It looked so cold. You know, I felt the beat. I loved the song that they were playing. I think they were playing a bunch of Beatles songs, oh, a okay. bunch of Beatles songs. And so I, I grew up on Roosevelt Island. Uh, it's a little two mile strip of land under the 59th Street Bridge in New York City. Mm. And so they're there. They're, it's like it's a question. It's its own little little place where right. they had like 8,000 people and all these high-rise buildings. So I went over to a friend's house, another building, borrowed his, his hi-hat and his snare drum and brought them back and started to play. And that was, and that was how it started. And wow. then, and then, you know, I, I, I took lessons 
uh, with uh, a great drum teacher. He still teaches at the Drummers Collective in New York. Awesome. Uh, his name is uh, Fred Klatz. And, and then I was out in California with my dad, who was out here. And we went to a place. I don't know if you're, have you heard of Fred Siegel's? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we went there and Buddy Rich was there. Oh, wow. And my dad says, here, go say hi to Buddy Rich. And I'm like, I don't want to go say hi. I want to <laughs> go. I'm a little kid. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. So I go. Yeah. So, so he goes up to him and says, my son is very, he's a big fan of yours and he plays drums. But he says, here's my number in New York. Have him call me when uh, get back so so a couple of weeks later when back in new york i call him he invites me to the studio which i couldn't go because i had to do homework really <laughs> the things we get we, we get turned out for but um but he invited me to, to, to do to several of his gigs at <clears throat> at the south street seaport and at sobs and i got to go on the bus with him Awesome. Hang out with him. He was so nice. He was, and my and my drum teacher was, was my chaperone. Oh wow! And so that's that yeah, because you're, you're you're like a little kid hanging out with all yeah. these old jazz guys, right? <laughs> and it was, it was an amazing story. And I heard this addendum, um, um, maybe a year, maybe a year or two ago, from my drum teacher. He was at Manny's Music, which was a famous. Right. Music store on Music Row in New York City, and and Buddy was looking for a certain part, so he came to the store after hours and was looking in all these parts with my drum teacher, and he goes to he goes to him, he he goes to him. I really think it's great what you're doing with that kid. Oh, awesome. Me. Yeah. And I swear, I almost burst into tears there because it was very. It was like ah. Yeah, it's that. I mean, it was, buddy, very, buddy, it was buddy, such buddy. a meaningful story in in, in the path that I um, uh, uh, created in drumming and the right. life I've created in drumming or tried to create in drumming. Well, I know David, you have some physical challenges playing. So tell, actually, tell me about that first, and then we'll go to Joe. Tell me about um, how obviously that was with drumming that created some certain challenges. Tell me about your situation sure. with that. Sure, I was born with arthroglyposis, which is you're born without certain joints and tendons. So it, it affects me in my legs and my, and my hands. And so I've had over 20 surgeries to correct a lot of corrective surgery over the wow. years. So, so that, you know, my feet were backwards. I didn't have a hip joint. They, they straightened this hand. They put it in a more usable position. This one, they tried something that didn't work. So mm -hmm. it was like, you know, and then we had to figure out how I was going to hold the stick. Yeah, because you actually came up with, with a way to actually hold the drumsticks, right? That was part of what yeah. you designed. Yeah. So first for 20 years, first, first for 20 years, it was, we came up with a wristband and duct tape. Oh, okay. That worked for 20 years. Hey, you know and what? Duct tape, duct tape is an amazing thing. <laughs> it is. It works for anything. It right. on anything. Um, so, so we came up with that. And then, and then I started to work with Don Famulero, who's, you know, the leader of this organization. Um, right. One other story. And then, 
you know, we came up with having using a stick with a ball of tape on the end of it. Hmm. And then I got hooked up with Regal Tip. And they have a doctor who works, who does drumming with, um, with uh, vets. Oh, okay. And, and so I went to his house and they custom made with me there um, uh, a device, a really slick looking device where it just gives me much more bounce. Right. Which you need as a drummer yeah. to do, you know, buzz roll. To make it all work, right. Make it all work. So, so... So that's that's the wristband 2.0. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and people can actually see that on your um, social media pages, which is right. David David Siegel. That's Siegel, right? Is how you pronounce your last name? Yes. Okay. And then Joe, tell me the, uh, tell me your story, because um, people can't obviously can't see with the video, but um, tell me your challenges and, and how you got into drumming. Um, well, my my story is I, I was born with uh, uh, it was a birth defect. And I was actually born uh, with deformed legs. And when I was about uh, four years old, uh, the doctors decided that it would be better to amputate. So uh, I'm actually a double amputee, uh, and both sides are above the knee. And uh, they did that because when I was young, uh, they they thought it would be easier for me to wear prosthetics to get around. Mm -hmm. So... Up until I was about uh, maybe 16 or 17, I wore artificial legs. And that's actually, when I first started drumming, that's how I started to play, using the uh, prosthetics. Right. But what happened was, is it seemed that the prosthetics actually slowed me down and made it more difficult. And so I got frustrated and I thought, you know, there's got to be an easier way to, you know, to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, especially the bass drum parts, because obviously, you know, the upper, my hands are pretty much normal, but it's the, you know, it's the feet that's the issue, sure. and especially the bass drum. So I, um, I went, and uh, when you're at Nam, I came up with the idea of developing and designing a pedal that would attach to my existing leg, that would uh, have a double drive. Uh, from a double drive, uh, from a double pedal, mm-hmm. the uh, you know the part that connects the two pedals. Right. I connected that to the footboard of my pedal, and then I made a cup that goes onto my leg, and that's actually how I play the bass drum. Awesome. And, and I, you know, it's, it's funny too because like what's great about both you guys is you found a way to overcome what what you know life gave you, and I think that that's a great thing, and that's a great lesson for all of us because people will complain about I can't do this, I can't do that. I'm like, you know what? I mean, hence the name of your group. Like, you can figure it out if you really want to, right? If, you, if you're <laughs> yeah. really motivated. Well, that's the thing. It, 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 right. It was for me. It was a necessity thing, because, like I said, I was very limited on the the things that I could play using the the prosthetics. But once I came up with the pedal idea, it opened up. You know, it's like with David's device, it opened up a whole world for me, to right. where now I wasn't as limited. You know, on the stuff I could play with the bass drum yeah i mean so the really thing is too you want to be able to up a whole new thing and then and it's been pretty cool because um it's actually pretty amazing how many drummers that i've uh you know have seen my device and have kind of come up with their own ideas of it hmm. uh, in fact there's a band called a ghost inside i don't know if you've heard of them but they're pretty big um alternative band i okay. think they're from like ohio 
and the drummer actually got a hold of me and I helped him uh, develop some stuff for him. Yeah, and that's that's also part of with CanDoMusos.com, um, your group. That's part of what you guys do is help other musicians that have physical challenges um, and help not only promote them, but help give them support. And I think that's so important. That's a big part of your mission, right, David? Yes, yeah. definitely. Definitely. We want to, we want to give them a forum where they can uh, express their ideas, uh, collaborate with people. We've, we've done so much co collaboration uh, with people over the years that it's just been, it's been tremendous. Uh, getting people work, getting people commercials, a, a lot of, a lot of uh, casting directors. In fact, we just got one yesterday. A casting awesome. director was looking for uh, musicians with challenges and they, and they, uh, they picked 10 of our members and flew them to Abbey Road Studios. Wow. Uh, to do the 2016 Paralympics. Awesome. And that's just, you know, that's something they got well paid. They got all accommodations and they got, and they got tremendous attention. Um, and that's right. just, you know, you know, memorable stuff forever. Yeah. Um, and it's also, it's awesome. Like we had talked about NAM because I know NAM has been very supportive of you guys too and your so mission. Much. And tell us a bit about that. And, and actually, when did the group originally start? Um. We start. We started in 2013. We, okay. Um, I study with Dom Famulero, and Dom is just an amazing motivator, and just he doesn't want to let anything stop anybody in in, in doing what they love and their passion. Mm -hmm. So, so I live. I'm from New York City, but I live in Connecticut now. And Dom said, "Why don't you come over?" Uh, this is 2013 in the wintertime. Why don't you come over? Andrew Hewitt, who's got a grant, who has cerebral palsy and got a grant mm -hmm. to come to America uh, from Australia, uh, is coming to, to my studio. Well, why don't you come down and we could talk and, you know, just have a good, good hang. Right. So he came there and then, and then uh, Mike Mignona, who lives in Long Island, also I said with palsy came there too. And so when we got there, it was like, you know, what was gonna be just a drum lesson for Andrew turned into this to this like little mini summit. Like mm. I think there's something, Dom said, I think there's something here that we could do to, to empower people and not just drummers, even though even though everybody that founded it are drummers. It, mm. it was for everybody, for all types of musicians, singers guitarists, bassists, vocalists. Right. And, and actually, and global, because you guys have ended up having global. members from around the world. Right. right. And and so we came together that day. We got the name. We came up with the name Can Do, having a can-do attitude. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Muso is somebody that's very passionate about music. Right. And we put the two together. It really was, it voiced our, our unique identity. Um, we didn't want to be a coalition for XYZ. Right. We wanted to have a unique branding vision. Yeah, and you want to be, I mean, obviously there are people in your group that have physical challenges, but you want to be 
taken seriously as musicians because you guys are serious musicians. You're all working yeah. guys. Oh, so yes. it's, it's important to strike that balance where you want to inform people and help people, but you also want to be, you know, respected as musicians. And so it's, it's tricky, right? A tricky business. It is, it is. And, and then it was, that was 2013. And two years later, I had been going to the NAM show um, actually a year later. And then we ran into Joe and then uh, Joe joined the organization. He's been a board member and important member ever since. Right. Um, and Joe, you, um, so you actually uh, got involved with uh, being artist relations for a very well-known um, company. Tell, tell us about that. Um, yeah, I, uh, believe it or not, the story I told you earlier about designing and building that pedal. Hmm. Well, the guy that, uh, helped me build design a pedal was a guy named Daryl Johnston and Daryl uh, started a company called Axis Percussion right and so through me building the pedal I became very good friends with Daryl and so I would always go the Axis was in Carson California which was kind of close to my house and I would always go visit the shop you know quite often and hang out with Daryl and you know we would hang out and we became friends and one day I was at the shop and, you know, and I had always told Daryl that my desire and dream was to work in the music industry. And I've always, you know, had a desire to be an artist uh, relations guy because I just, you know, felt that was what my calling. Right. And so Daryl ended up, it just so happened that they needed somebody to work at Axis and, and it kind of just timing worked out and I got hired to be the artist relations guy. Yeah. And that's, that's actually a huge, that's a huge company, right? You said it's really popular with a lot of the metal drummers. And yeah. They're, uh, they're a pretty big company. I mean, I mean, they're, they're actually a small company, but they're, yeah, but they're big, pedals, a big footprint. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. They have a huge footprint Their Their niches. Um, if, if you're an extreme metal drummer, uh, every extreme metal guy practically is, they all play axis. Right. You, know, and you guys, um, you player. and David both are, are, are busy guy, busy players too. I mean, David, what's, what would be a typical gig for you? You're doing stuff in New York city and, and, uh, and tell me about that. What's your, what's your normal kind of gig thing? I mean, besides the COVID <laughs> experience, we just, sure, sure. <laughs> I do, a, I do a lot of jazz. So, mm -hmm. so a typical gig would be, um, uh, hauling a drum set in my Jeep that I keep in there. Uh, so I don't have to right. <laughs> take it in and out of my home. So I take it to the gig in New York City, set up, and we, I usually play with a quartet of people. Okay. Uh, a piano player, uh, a, a guitar player, and a bass player. And what's great about it is that one of the groups I play with has their own uh, nonprofit. And, oh, awesome. Uh, and and that's called SAM. And that's, it stands for Special Audiences and Musicians. And Sam, who's the piano player, he's autistic. Amazing wow. jazz piano player. Amazing. Yeah, and autistic guys, those are genius, often very genius, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. And so, and so, so we work together. Um, so we have this sort of overlap of members and we work with each other and mm -hmm. we do gigs and we play with amazing musicians. Because of that, I've been able to play with a lot of these legendary player in, in the jazz in the jazz field so it's just been great it's helped me get better uh, as a musician 
you know, opened up so many doors. Yeah, because you get, I mean, and the great thing about being in New York, it's just everybody's there, right? All the heavy jazz jazz guys, either they yeah. they either live there or they come through there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Joe, um, tell me about your, what, what kind of bands are you normally playing with these days? Uh, I'm uh, I'm in, actually, uh, right now I'm in three three working bands. Awesome. Um, one of them, they're all three kind of different things. One's a metal band called White Hot Red, and then one's a blues rock band called Hawks Rock Machine. And then my main band is an alternative uh, kind of uh, pop punk band called Unit 287. And all three bands are gigging quite a bit. Uh, in fact, I'm getting ready to do uh, Orange County Fairs coming up. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's one, of the, that's one of the biggest in the world. Yeah, yeah, it's a big fair. And, and uh, my band Unit 287 is playing the fair. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. You guys are so busy. And it's funny because, I mean, you know, from the band standpoint, it used to be like, for me, I would be in one band. I'm a bass player. And I'd be in one band forever. That was, that's what now these days we're all in like multiple bands to, to keep, to keep <laughs> yeah. working, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like you kind of have to do that nowadays. Yeah. You know, it's pretty hard to just be in one you know, in one project, you kind of have to, you know, have several things going. Right. Yeah. Well, you don't get bored. And that, I think that's that's a yeah. big part of it. It's like, you're not playing the same 40 songs or whatever, 20 okay. songs. Uh, tell me, tell us how people can, um, first of all, find you online, which is, well, actually can do musos.com. But yeah. tell me about your social media and how people can, if they want to help you donate or get involved, um, because we have other people that they have the same kind of issues. Tell them how they can contact you. Sure. If you can contact us by going through uh, com, or feel free to email me at david at candomusos.com and you can sign up on the website to donate. You you can find us on, on GoFundMe. We have a GoFundMe page. Awesome. And I would say lastly, send an email to donate at com. You can get us a donation through PayPal. Awesome. Yeah. And, and also too, you guys are looking, we've talked about that, like corporate sponsors and other maybe music right. companies because that can help members get yeah. set up some discounts and help, help guys out and get younger players that are starting out, maybe get them instruments, which would be awesome. Um, Joe, what's your advice to younger players, musicians, uh, especially guys that have physical challenges? What, what, what would be like the, the main things that you've learned along the way? The biggest advice is just to never uh, don't let, anybody tell you that you know you can't play because the biggest challenge i had uh when i was younger or you know trying to convince guys uh even to let me audition you know because i can't tell you how many times i would be somewhere and somebody would say yeah you know i'm looking for a drummer and i would say oh well i play drums and immediately you know it was like they would take one look at my situation and i could tell that they just assumed that there was no way so my advice is not to uh, let anybody discourage you and just show up and and learn to play the instrument you know be proficient at it you know what right. i mean really study uh practice you know what i mean be prepared for for auditions right so yeah, just just like up, anybody just like anybody else right yeah so that when you show up the disability doesn't it's it's funny because like what happens with me a lot of times is when I show up to an audition, I I notice a lot of bands and other people have a perception of what they think's going to happen, right? And then, and then I get on you know behind the drums and we start playing, 
and immediately all that goes out the window and they eyes light up and they go wow you know this guy actually has you know can play the drums right because i mean your, so, your goal to, your goal is you just want to be treated like anybody else right I right. Mean, that would, yeah right i don't want right because that's and that's the whole point of this whole thing is you know that people treat us equally you know not differently yeah or prejudge you your abilities yeah. Right. yeah because that and that's always tough you know as a disabled musician to overcome that whole thing you know cross that boundary of taking us serious as musicians and not just guy you know i'm a disabled guy and i play drums right but that's not the deal i'm i'm yeah i'm disabled but but i'm a drummer first right you know it's like our Motto says, you know, our dis- disability does not define us. You right. know what I mean? So just because I'm disabled doesn't mean that I don't want anybody to feel bad or sorry for me. I play <laughs> drums because I love to play drums. I'm no different than any other drummer. Right. Yeah. And that you have that passion. Your passion is just the same as anybody else. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I totally feel that. I mean, I, and I, you know, that's one thing I like about you guys is when we had our lunch the other day, like your passion is the same as mine. It doesn't matter. Like we want your physical situation. Uh, something you learn too, is that everybody has something they have. Everybody has something in their life that that's a challenge and you don't know people's stories. Right. So it's, you just, you know, it's like, we're all just struggling to be human and, and yeah. have, a, have a good life, right? <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Well, and that's the thing that's so great about music is, is it, you know, music is one of those things where, again, it, it, it doesn't really matter if you're disabled or not. You still have the same, like you said, the same passions and the same desire right. to create something, you know. And that's what music is really in the long run. It's creating art, creating something, you know. And when you join a band, and like for me, I play original music, so – it's awesome to be able to go in the studio, write our own music and be able to record it. And when you listen to our records, nobody would ever realize that the drummer's playing with, you know, no legs. I mean, yeah, so it shouldn't should make it shouldn't really make a difference for the right. listener. They just enjoy the music right. and yeah. No. And and that's really the biggest compliment that you can get, you know, is that people listen to you and don't even realize. It's been the biggest compliment that I've gotten is yeah. you know guys have come to me and said i didn't even know that you didn't have legs and right to me that's that's the best compliment i can get yeah and i think that's awesome and i you know the thing is like we all just like i said we all just want to live our life and do our thing and the, we all, the challenges that we have you got to figure out a way to to make it work and david what's your advice to young young players that have challenges um if if it's your passion play and i love that i love this saying it's it's a combination of what Dom says and something and something else. Play with every fiber of your being. If it's in your heart, go for it. And and as Joe said, uh, study, put the hours in. You know, a lot of it is in the practice room, just grinding it out, practicing a pattern or practicing a piece of music or something for hours and hours. Be prepared. Be early. Right. <laughs> Great advice. Yeah. Uh, that, that I got a, a while ago. Uh, so, if if it's your passion, just just do it, and and don't don't worry about what other people say. Don't worry about the parties that you miss. You're doing what you love. Just work at it. Work at your craft. And keep trying to get better. Right, and I think I mean that's true for all of us. It doesn't matter what your situation right. is. You got to show up, be nice, be prepared, uh, yeah. do the thing. And uh, I, I just want to. I just really. 
want to say that you guys really are inspiring. I'm sure you're inspiring for me, but I'm sure many others, especially young players that do have issues like that and that um, are trying to find a way in life, which is hard anyways, right? But then they yeah. want to play an instrument and that can really, as we all know, build self-esteem, build a brotherhood, um, yeah. sisterhood, whatever. So I would definitely encourage everybody to please share um, these guys' info and help spread the word. You're doing you're doing great work, and and I know it's only going to get better and better, which is really exciting. People can get you, David. It's at David Siegel. They can find you on social, right? Yeah. And then Joe, it's at Joe Hardy. Um, yeah. So you guys both have Facebook. Do you have? I guess you have uh, Instagram and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Instagram. Uh, it's David Siegel Drums. Okay. And Joe, what's your Instagram? My Instagram's uh, unit287. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys, for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. And please consider subscribing to our podcast and follow us on our social media pages for guest announcements.